Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Hello, listeners. Today's episode is with Australian young adult author Tobias Madden. And this episode is just, it's short, but it is jam-packed full of creativity and about the process and deep diving into writing and um, and the, the, the subconscious mind of flow state. And it is just the best conversation. I had the best time talking to Tobias. He is just full of beautiful wisdom and very inspiring and just an absolute joy to chat to. So before we get into the episode, you can actually win a copy of Anything But Fine, which is his current YA book out now. Make sure that you stay tuned for um, more details in this episode on how, um, sorry, when his second book is coming out. But you can win a copy of Anything Is Fine. All you need to do is go to oliviahillier.com slash podcast, enter your details, and a copy of his gorgeous book, could be coming straight to your doorstep. But without further ado, here is Tobias. Welcome back, writers. I'm so excited because today we are joined by the lovely Tobias Madden. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This is very fun. Now, if you haven't heard of Tobias, he is the author of Anything But Fine and soon to come to our shelves, Take a Bow, Noah Mitchell, um, both beautiful YA novels. But today I kind of want to talk to you about the process of specifically how you got there and how you got to writing because you are a creative of many talents, not just writing. (laughs) You started your career out as a performer. So I kind of want to know how you got into that and how you transitioned from that into becoming a writer. Yeah, so it's kind of like, it's been a bit of a long and winding journey. I think I kind of started life more in the kind of book space. I was very nerdy at school. I wrote a lot. My mum was a teacher, an English teacher. So that was kind of very much a part of my childhood until I discovered musicals um, at the age of about, I think, 14. And from that point on, my sole focus in life was on performing. So I started all the different dance classes and singing lessons and, you know, just was very much in that kind of amateur theatre scene in Ballarat where I grew up as well um, and sort of set my sights on studying, performing at uni, did that, was very lucky, went on to have this, you know, really quite wonderful career for about 10 years um, on stage in Australia, um, which was amazing. But then eventually I kind of got to a point where I was for something else it's not the easiest lifestyle being a touring actor in Australia Um, and I was getting a little older and it was getting a little harder to find jobs Um, and so I was like what else do I like doing I what 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 is there and I was like maybe writing I'll just write a book Um, obviously not 
having any clue <laughs> the amount of work that then would go into that, the years and years of work that would go into that. Um, but then, yeah, so I kind of, I'm a, a bit of an all or nothing kind of guy. So once I had that in my mind, I sort of focused on writing and just put all my time and energy into that in a variety of different ways. And then, um, yeah, a few years later, we've ended up here, which is kind of um, mind-blowing, I guess, in a way. That's amazing. So obviously um, with your mum being an English um, teacher, you know, you read a lot and I'm sure that was really um, prominent growing up. Was creativity something that you, uh, that was encouraged younger as well? Because I think to have that confidence to follow through with theatre, but then also when that's over, it's like, what other creative pursuits can I do is amazing. Yeah, I think it was probably, creativity was probably the biggest part of my childhood. Sorry, my dog is getting very excited about how <laughs> that. Yeah, have that. Um, yeah, it was, our house was just full of creativity. We um, were always drawing and um, reading and listening to music and kind of exploring. We lived in the bush, so we were sort of just, everything did kind of revolve around creativity, which you never really think about until someone asks. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of all we did, you know. And my parents are both very creative as well. Um, my mum used to paint and stuff. Um, my dad um, was always playing the guitar and the piano and all of that. So I guess, yeah, it was a super creative household, which I think is so beautiful for any child to grow up in. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing to have that nurtured and to, you know, you, you see the world so differently. You can create these beautiful stories and perform them. Did So you also wrote a play. Did that come before Anything But Fine? Um, yeah, so that was a cabaret show that I wrote um, for my husband and his sister um, that was sort of about their childhood growing up on stage together and their kind of big Italian family and, and that sort of stuff. Um, and so that I was writing, I wrote that kind of at the same time as when I would have been writing the first draft of Anything But Fine. So they were both going on um, throughout kind of 2019 yeah 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 and how do you find them oh sorry <laughs> no 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 you go how do you find the process of creating something like a screenplay but then also creating something like an especially at the same time like they're both different modalities yeah it was it was interesting and I I think if anything I probably have more experience with theater and with scripts than I do with fiction um because I spent you know most of my life um not reading books um you know while I was in that kind of theater phase I was just reading scripts and while yeah. when you study theater at university you read like I cannot even tell you how many scripts you have to read for things so like there is kind of no time for reading fiction so I did have a really big gap in my life of not really reading any books which is so weird to me now um but yeah so I think the the theater stuff comes really naturally and I think um I see a big link with that in my own writing in that obviously when you write a script, it's just dialogue with a few sort of stage directions here and there. And when my first drafts are often just dialogue, like I forget to describe things sometimes because I'm just, the people are having a conversation and I feel like I convey most of the characters and what they're doing um, 
through what they're saying and the subtext rather than kind of describing what's going on I think so that's that's always my favorite part of writing is is the dialogue yeah yeah and that I guess that way that's why you bring so much realness to your characters too from starting out that way and also I'm I'm guessing you're a very vision visionary person from that because you'd be able to see in your mind exactly what's going on when you're writing the dialogue um so excellent so you've decided to you know you've done with theatre and you've decided to um get started on anything but fine how did, how did that process start from you from learning more about novel writing and um, to where it is today? Yeah, so um, Anything But Fine was the second manuscript that I wrote. So yeah. I started um, with a very epic YA fantasy manuscript, which was obviously going to be the first in a trilogy like every aspiring writer kind of <laughs> sets out to do. And some of them succeed in very epic proportions, um, and I did not <laughs> with that manuscript. Um, but I, at this, when I was writing that, I also was going to every single writing festival and event and YA events and book launch and stuff that I could find in Melbourne where I was at the time just to really kind of immerse myself in that world and, and learn everything I could from all these other authors. Um, and so I think the process of writing that manuscript and then querying agents with that manuscript and sending it to a couple of publishers and stuff, I think I kind of learnt everything I needed to know about mm-hmm. writing a book because it really is one of those things that I don't know if you can be taught and mm-hmm. even trying to emulate other writers' processes and stuff like that can be helpful to a degree. But in the end, I think the only way you can figure out how you can write a book is to just write one. And so you just have, no matter how bad you think it might be, just finish it and take it as far as you can because you will learn so much. Um, so yeah, I did that, failed. Um, I think I sent the, the manuscript to, I think it was like 55 agents or something. Um, and only one of them wrote back to me, uh, which ended up being a no anyway. Um, and then after that, um, I was working on the underdog short story anthology, yeah. which is um, a bunch of short stories by previously unpublished Australian young adult fiction writers, um, which was a project that I kind of put together and edited and sort of um, published with the assistance of a local Melbourne publisher. Um, and again, through that, I learned so much just from reading. <laughs> I know, Ollie. Um, from reading all these other awesome authors' work and stuff like that, I just I learned so much from that process. Um, and then set to work on anything but fine, um, which was just a really fun process because I think going from fantasy to then the contemporary story my voice just felt like it came so much more naturally in that Mm -hmm. setting. And I suddenly realized maybe I had been trying to be a different author, not the author that I actually was. Um, And yeah, it just, it all just felt so nice and it was such a joy to write. And it it wasn't, I won't say it felt easy, but it definitely felt easier than what I had been doing. Um, And it, it felt natural, I think is, is the, what I would, describe it as which was really really cool yeah yeah that's awesome and why specifically YA because you you stuck with that like that was your initial idea is there a reason why you love writing Um, that space yeah I mean I love reading YA I think um there is so much to love about writing YA in that 
we all have so many vivid experiences that we can draw upon from our own teenage years that I don't think you ever forget those feelings and I think the thing that I like about it particularly writing contemporary YA is just that the stakes are so high for the characters even Mm. in the most mundane situations just a little text message of this a fight with someone you know it's all epic even just in the smallest kind of details and I just love sitting in that feeling myself and kind of processing that and and you know working through those conflicts for characters who are most likely experiencing a lot of this for the very first time so I just love the immediacy and the stakes and everything is just that little bit heightened and dramatic which I think you know as an actor I kind of just live for the drama or a bit <laughs> yes you explained that so well though because I love reading YA too and it's really interesting because it does it takes you back into that state where you feel that drama so much more I suppose if you were to to read something as an adult it's less yeah that's um that's so well put like that that's so true I haven't thought of it like that before <laughs> yeah it's fun and it's just yeah it's it's a feeling I don't think anyone will ever forget so I feel like teenagers can relate but then adults also can relate you know and and take themselves back and it's I think it's always good to be reminded of of where we came from and what we used to feel yeah yeah absolutely and how how do your stories come to you like where do you draw inspiration from what was the process of when anything but fine came through and you're like oh yeah I need to I need to get started on that um I think like I obviously knew that I wanted to write about dance in general because that was obviously the one thing that I knew better than anything else in the world um and then deciding to set the book um in Ballarat where I grew up also was kind of a no-brainer because I was just like you know I've never written a contemporary story before I want it to feel authentic so I'm going to set it somewhere that I know like the back of my hand um and then after that I think the first line of the book came to me before anything else which is um the second it happens I know my life is over and I sort of just started thinking about you know what what it would feel like for a teenager to have these lofty dreams but then to never get the chance to follow them you know because I was so lucky that I did get to do that but then also got to a point where I was like I don't know if this is for me anymore so you know I kind of had a similar journey of losing my identity in a way when I decided to stop performing even though it was my decision and I so I think like my process of moving on and moving forward from that part of my life really informed the writing process as well even though I'm not sure I was aware that I was doing that at the time I think that was quite a subconscious thing which I really like I think you know I hear a lot of authors talk about how whatever they're going through in their life always affects their work even though they don't know and then a year later when the book's been published they're like oh my god I was that's what I was processing when I wrote that that's why this happens to this person and it's actually quite wild that you don't realize it at the time but that's how the brain works you know I love that so much because you're so right it's so therapeutic like you finish something and then read it it's almost like it's like when you read back something you're like whoa like (laughs) whoa where was (laughs) yeah it totally is that (laughs) did that just um, come out of me like um, yeah it is a therapeutic process so it's really great yeah and I think right it's like a subconscious thing that you write 
for yourself in that way, but also by doing that, it helps other totally. people. Totally. And I think the fact that it's, um, the fact that you're not aware of it, I think is the most important part. Because I think if you were, then it would become a very heavy handed story. And, you know, to write something for the purpose of helping yourself might come across in a very different way. But doing it inadvertently, I think, you know, through the characters is a, is a really healthy thing for you and then hopefully for readers um, because it would most likely be pretty authentic, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. You just get into the, you know, it, it is something with your brain when you get into that creative flow state and it starts to come out. What yeah. do you do to get yourself into that state? Do you have any particular things that you do or you're just constantly thinking of stories and ideas that are natural to you? Yeah, I mean, um, coffee definitely is a big one. <laughs> um, but like while I was writing anything but fine, I was working full time as well. Um, and it was a very big year, actually, in a lot of ways. I We moved house, we got married, um, had a couple of overseas trips. There was just a whole lot going on. And so all of the writing really did happen kind of in the margins of the day. Like I was writing on lunch breaks, late at night, you know, early morning on the weekend, like just all that sort of stuff, just really cramming it in whenever I could. And I think that in some ways that helped me form a really good habit of just being able to sit down and just write mm-hmm. and to not think too much about what I need to be able to do it well or properly. It's kind of just like go to the desk, smash out some words. They might not be brilliant, but I am a very, very big believer in just messy first drafts and just getting everything out because I like, I know it's so cliche when people say you can't edit a blank page, but but you genuinely can't like, and having, you know, a thousand mediocre words is infinitely, infinitely better in the long run than having none. Um, so yeah, I think I'm really glad for that time of, of being kind of overly busy and stressed and just being forced to just work when I could. Cause I, I think it has created some great habits. Yeah, absolutely. And you're able to put yourself, you almost, I'm sure when you're you're not working, are you working full-time now or? No. So now as of very recently, I'm only working two days a week, which is a real treat for my brain. Um, Mainly because um, (laughs) I don't know if I anticipated the juggling once you have, you know, one book out, one about to come out, drafting another one. And there's just so much going on. And I don't know if I was prepared for that in any way um but it's also the dream like it's so fun I love having all of those different projects on the go but there's just um a lot of associated admin and stuff that you have to deal with um and so yeah cutting back on work was um something I was very very fortunate to be able to do yeah yeah but you also become a really excellent multitasker for when you know you think being able to cut back hours oh it might be good because now I can have more time to write but you're so right there's so much more involved than just the writing of it so that's great um now you have given us so much wisdom today on the process I really love how you spoke about just get it out like literally just get it out I think um you know there's a thousand and one courses out there and it's it is great to obviously learn but you can get stuck in that overthinking Mm. planning stage rather than just get it out. Do you have any other just really good tips or hints for someone who's looking at starting, um, right. Looking at 
starting to write a book or are in the process of drafting something right now? Um, yeah, I think Holly would like to contribute to this one. Um, <laughs> I think that there's probably a few really easy things. The first one is just read a lot of books. I think reading books, you know, is the best way to learn about stories and crafting stories because when you read a good one, you can tell why it's good. And when you read a bad one, you can tell why it's bad. Mm -hmm. And so then you can, you know, put all that together in your mind to help you structure your own stories, I think. So reading is absolutely key. Um, I think, um, like I said before, um, just finish what you're working on. If it's a short story, a manuscript, whatever, just just finish it because, you know, like I said, you you will learn so much more from writing one full manuscript and taking that as far as you can than starting 800 different manuscripts. Like you just, because the process changes so much over that, that period of time when you're trying to write a full length manuscript, because, you know, for a lot of people that is like a year because people have jobs and they have other things to do. So it just, yeah. So finish what you're working on, I think is really important. Um, yeah. And I think my biggest one at the moment is just about that first draft about just get it on the page and don't stress too much about it because first drafts aren't meant to be pretty. And I think, um, Elizabeth Gilbert has a really, really great quote in big magic, which actually that's another one. If you have just started writing, please read big magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, because I read it basically every year and it always helps me. And I always cry about something that I'm going through in my life. Um, but she has this quote about perfect, not, not perfect, about first drafts um, where she says her only aim when she's writing them is to make them stupendously imperfect, which mm -hmm. I think is a really cool way to look at it. If you're like, it's going to be as imperfect as I possibly can make it, like, but then it's there, you know, and then you can make it perfect. But um yeah, I just really love that that quote, that stupendously imperfect. I think it's really, really fantastic. I love that. It's almost like I want to like put that up somewhere just to, to look at I it. I literally and... have it. I have it on yeah. my forkboard. I wrote it. I up, love yeah. that. I have, and I, have I love Big Magic. That is the, yes, I, I, the Big Magic is the best. I It's actually a good reminder. I need to pick it up again because, yeah, I haven't oh, read that in a while. It's so good. And no matter what stage you're at, I feel like there's something you'll get from it. Like I... I pick up different things than when I was starting writing than what I do now. Um, yeah, I have that on a little um, card on my corkboard. And the other one that I have written up there um, just says, you write you. And I think that's a really important one for aspiring writers as well, because you just don't worry about what anyone else thinks or anything, especially when you're drafting, just you write you and and stick with that. Yeah, I love that. That is so great. Um, Okay, I do want to. I do want to learn a little bit more about this book that you've got coming out. Take about um, Noah Mitchell. Are you able to mm -hmm. give listeners a little bit of an insight to what to expect? Is it August? It's coming out. Is that uh, yeah, it's thirtieth of August. So it's okay. a September book we call yep. it. But um, yeah, thirtieth of August. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, it's combined my two favorite things as a teenager, which were computer games and amateur theater. Um, which then I had to sort of mash together into some sort of plot. <laughs> so <laughs> what we've ended up with is um, Noah, who's a 17-year-old gamer who 
decides to go undercover in a local production of Chicago the Musical, um, where his incredibly self-obsessed mother is playing the lead role, uh, in order to win the heart of his secret online crush. Ah. Um, so, yeah, it was so much fun to write. Um, and Noah is very nerdy and sarcastic and witty and dry. And he was really, really fun to write. Um, and I'm very excited for people to read it. It was really nice to write about the theatre world, I think, in particular. Um, again, because I know it so well and I know, you know, what those people are like. And, um, yeah, it's very different to anything but fine, but I think has some similar themes. I think, you know, a lot of writers kind of draw on similar things in their work. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope everyone liked it. It's funny, like, when I was writing it, I thought that there'd be no one else in the world who would relate to <laughs> this character but I've had so many messages already from people who have read the, you know, the advanced copies being like, oh my God, this is my life. Like, I don't know how, you know, you got this. And I was like, oh, it looks like I'm not the only gaming and music theatre nerd out there after all. I was going to say, I really like how those two are matched and Chicago's my favourite. So I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. Yes. To That's great. Yeah, Excellent. I can't thank you so much for um, joining us today. It's been an absolute wonderful chat and, I'm so excited to share all your wisdom with all our listeners. If anyone wants to get in contact with you or um, your books are available everywhere, mm -hmm. <laughs> but mm -hmm. if anyone wants to get in contact with you, um, yeah, where's the best place to contact you? Um, yeah, come and find me on social media. Um, I'm twice underscore Madden uh, everywhere, I think. Um, so yeah, come say hello. I love chatting about writing um, all the time and I do my best to reply when I can. So yeah, come say hello. Um, and I hope everyone likes the book. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Isn't he just a absolute joy? Make sure that you get in contact with Tobias through his socials. Um, let us know what you thought of the episode, what you liked, um, any takeaways and how it is fueling you creatively this week. Um, you can get in contact with us on Instagram. Show us where you are listening to the episode. And yeah, until then, I will see you guys next week.